1: for that introduction, and I also want to thank all my listeners from around the world. We are now in 51 different countries and growing. Considering that this show has only been up since October of 2015, I am thrilled that we have already such a huge audience. It just goes to show each of us that the message of hope is one that we all want to hear. I really appreciate your listening, I appreciate your comments, your reviews and also the comments that you give to the individual guests that are on my show. Each one of them has a phenomenal story to tell, and I know how much you are enjoying it. So thank you to each of you. Today with me is Lane Cobb. Lane is an author, speaker, a certified life and wellness coach, and she has com- is committed to teaching women and girls how to have healthy bodies, healthy relationships, and healthy mindsets. She has over 20 years of coaching experience, and this helps her to bring a diverse and extensive body of knowledge in this area to her speaking, her coaching, and her writing. She has two books that she has authored. Be the Biggest Champion is one which is written to teens and we'll be talking about that teen girls and heal your power heal your life these books offer women and teen girls a formula for developing self-esteem and it empowers them to embrace their own power and express their gifts to make an impact welcome lane thank
2: you carol i'm so happy to be with you today how are you
1: I am good, and it's exciting to talk to somebody who I have already met. We met um, last year at the Focus on Women Gala, and I sat At your table and we were chatting and it was just it's so nice to be able to know that you are an actual live person (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes it just makes that connection even better right now at that time when we were sitting there that evening we discussed some of your experiences with childhood bullying now bullying is a very broad subject and Many people have had to cope with it on a you know, variety of levels at different points of their life. Would you please tell us about your experience?
2: Hmm. Sure, sure. Uh, I'd be glad to. Um, so uh, for me, uh, sometimes bullies um, in your life, they uh, have similarities, differences. Sometimes people bully you because you don't look like them and other times they bully you because you do look like them. And as, when you're a child, uh, you, you really don't understand what's happening. So for me, um, the bullying started very early in elementary school. Um, my um, The neighborhood at that time that I was living in, the town that I was living in, um, was segregated uh, mostly by economic class. And I am African-American, if people have gone to my website or looked on your website, you can see <laughs> that I am brown-skinned. And um, I also happen to um, have parents who were professionals. So in the time when I grew up, uh, this was a very blue-collar town. Mm. And my parents were very well-known because they were active in the community. My mother was a physician. She was the only black physician actually in um Tarrytown. At the time, I lived in um, Tarrytown, New York. It's wonderful, really quaint little town with a mm. lot of history, lots and lots of history. Um, but here's what happened, right? So for me, um, I was tall, I was smart, um, and I didn't. We did not live where the other black
1: people mm. lived.
2: And so there was a lot of separation and I never, you know, my parents raised me to believe that everybody's the same, it doesn't matter, you know, who's who. The strangest thing about my bullying experience was the bullies were other black girls. That really? Was the strangest thing about my bullying experience and that's why I set it up like that to just say I was, you know, I we didn't live in the same place. I didn't have the same experiences. But I could not figure out why, you know, these girls shouldn't uh-huh. just be, you know, we couldn't all be friends. And that bullying, um, I don't, I don't remember when it started. I want to say third grade, if you can believe it, and really went all the way through my high school experience,
1: same group Um, of girls, you
2: know, it was more or less. Yeah. It's the same group of girls, more or less a very, very interesting story. Really. When I look back on it, it's kind of like, wow, you know, what would have had that persist that way? Um, And I know a lot of it was because I suffered in silence. I did not tell anybody that this was happening. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell any of my teachers, um, I think I wrote a paper about it maybe when I was in, uh, if I recall eighth grade or something, I wrote a paper and I remember the, my parents sitting me down and saying your, your English teacher called, she said, you wrote this paper. And I remember being very stoic about it, you know, like, don't worry about it. You know, it's okay. I haven't handled And one of the things that I learned about, um, that I learned, you know, when you're bullied or when you're living in any kind of situation where you feel like you need to be a survivor, you develop certain skills. And so for me, uh, one of my skills was, you know, never let them see you sweat, Mm. you know, just pretend that nothing bothers you. And, um, and, you know, just kind of. Take it on the chin and keep on going. And uh, but unfortunately, what happened was I also learned, you know, that it wasn't safe to be myself. It just wasn't safe to be smart. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't good to stand out. It wasn't good to be different. It wasn't good to, you know, live, you know, the way you wanted to live. Express your talents. And you know that, you know, the the saddest thing about bullying and any kind of experience that um, suppresses our young people, you know, that's something that stays there mm. and festers. It just stays there like a rock, uh, and keeps them from really excelling unless and until they receive some other messaging. And I was listening, um, I, I just a couple of days ago about how important positive messaging is. And for children, we learn almost everything we're going to learn about the world and about how we are going to be in the world and how the world is going to be around us by the time we're seven years old, you know, if you can believe it, yes, um,
1: yes.
2: seven years old and wow. I mean, what a tender age, seven years old and you've already learned, you know, how to define yourself. I mean, how absurd, but this is the way, you know, this is the way human beings are made. So, um, what I realized looking back is if I had had like, listen, my parents were great people, you know, they would not have wanted me to suffer. Um, but I also know they didn't really do anything to protect me. I wanted to be protected. I wanted to be understood. I wanted someone to help me, but I did not reach out and it's so hard for so many young people to reach out because when you're bullied, you believe that the fault is yours. You know, you believe there's something wrong with you and that if you can just be something else, you can fit in. And I certainly did that. My The experiences that I've lived in my life, which I, well, I share in this book, actually, um, have to do with making a lot of bad choices based on my desire to fit in and to be accepted um, and uh, and I know that there's a lot of young ladies that ha- go through the same thing that I have been through and I just felt called um, at this time in my life to write about it and to um, actually try to get these books into the hands of organizations that already do empowerment work with girls and particularly girls at risk because um you know if not me who you know and if not now when right um yeah it just really does take a village you know to raise a healthy child and in this day and age when the i mean cyberbullying and it, yes, there's so much hate and animosity um and there's so much negative messaging that these girls receive from the media um, from society as a whole. Uh, we really don't lift them up as much as we could or should, perhaps. And um, so, you know, that's, that's my story. I mean, I know I didn't go into a lot of detail about, oh, what happened? And did you get beat up in the bathroom? But it doesn't matter. The point was, the threat was there every day. And there was um, there was a lot of back and forth. And I don't know, I didn't know that I could just fight back. My parents didn't raise me that way. And, you know, had I possibly, you know, received some other type of uh, reinforcement, it would have been different. So for me, one of the reasons that I do what I do is because I want to be reinforcement for girls and um, for people in general who feel like they might not have a voice or be expressing their authentic voice or might be feeling that they aren't worthy of love. And I'm the unconditional love person. I'm, I'm the person, uh, whom people can seek out, who will say, you're doing fine. You're all right.
1: No judgment,
2: no judgment, no judgment, because that judgment really stayed with me for many, many, many years. And, you know, I, I write about it. I say, you know, if it, I'd laugh about it if it wasn't so sad, you know. Yes. Yeah. And so so that that's my story, but um there are lots of stories like that and there are worse stories as well. I'm very very clear that the way my story turned out was on the better side. There are a lot worse bullying stories, my gosh.
1: You're absolutely right and that's what I said it's such a broad subject and I mean there's bullying that goes on to adults as well, you know, and I've interviewed women who who are under that and it's my goodness it's bad enough when you when you grow up with it but when it follows you into your adult life and they have difficult time coping with it it's amazing you know that they do get through because it does form so much of the way you think like you said your mindset one thing that you said that was interesting about the seven-year-old I don't know if you had heard this or not before but I have read A variety of times that by the time you are two years old your personality is formed and so with your personality and if you think about it you know it makes a lot of sense and who is influencing that personality that's where you I believe because of your upbringing got your strength and your tenacity and your determination which a lot of people don't have and then they get into school and are bullied and they don't have that to draw from so I believe that that is probably a lot of where your strength came, which leads me to my next question. Tell us about the self esteem issue that you had when you were going through it, and how you dealt with it. You know, even as a as a young girl, and then going into your teen years, etc. Uh, you had to probably sometime along the line make a decision. That, this was, that you're not going to allow, it, allow that to affect what you thought of yourself, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. And let me just say, however, that it's not, it, you know, that it is an ongoing battle for me, um, that I need to be aware of my own thoughts and my own actions, even still today, which is one of the tools that I uh, teach um Young girls, but also my my female clients, my women clients. We need to monitor um, what we're thinking and how we're speaking to ourselves, right? Our self-talk. We need mm-hmm. to monitor that. We need to notice if we are now being the bully. Now, the bullies may be gone, but we're the bully to ourselves. We are the ones that are doing the bullying. Um, I had... A coach of mine once tell me something that I will never forget. I loved in Actually, two stories, two coaches, two different coaches. But one of them said to me, you have to be the loving adult in your, the life of your own inner child. And I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. She said, you know, you just, you know, you're, there's a spot in all of us that is wounded and that wants to be loved. And the person that she wants to to love her is you. So, you know, one of the things that I say to people is, are, are you loving yourself? Are you nurturing yourself? Right. Are you listening? Right. Are you listening right. to your true self? Or are you listening to those false voices that got in there over the years that said you weren't good enough? You weren't strong enough. You're not tall enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not hmm. uh, whatever enough you aren't. And are you still carrying those voices? Because guess what? The people saying those things, they're gone in most cases right now. Mm-hmm. So some, you know, in some of our lives, I mean, we have, like you said, we have bullies. We have, you know, bullies in the workplace. We have bullies in our uh, primary relationships, you know. Bullies, and, and, and,
1: yes, and marriages, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: So, You know, that requires even more work and really to look at what are we doing? What are we saying to ourselves? What are we allowing to be in our consciousness? So self-awareness is the first thing. And so to notice where I am not relating to myself as enough, even today, even today. And I tell you, writing these books um, was was a really was a moment for me you know it was a turning point now I'll tell you I was 50 years old by the time I wrote these books I'm 55 so it's not like um, I looked myself in the mirror when I was 20 and said you know what you're fine and go live the life of your dreams I didn't you know for me this has been a long arduous journey but I think as you said in your Uh, as you were speaking in the beginning of our interview, um, that the journey is where we hone our craft. The journey is where we receive our passion and our purpose and our strengths and our tools. And so I use this journey of coming to love myself, coming to accept myself, coming to understand that I do deserve To have everything that God has for me, quite frankly, um, and to make myself available for that in order to teach other women how to do that and to let girls know you are fine, you are well, you are beautiful, and you are wonderful exactly as you are. So it has been a journey
1: that's interesting that you said that about loving yourself because it was one of the things that I ha- was going to ask you as you were talking and along with that do you teach women how to forgive themselves because oh, isn't guilt a huge a huge factor oh, in this Oh gosh, I'll tell you
2: <laughs> one of my favorite favorite uh writers and transformational gurus is um Brene Brown Um, she is this the shame researcher that's done so much research and written so much about Um, the shame that women experience and the guilt that holds us down. And, you know, in metaphysical terms, um, shame vibrates at a very, very, very low level. Shame is like at the bottom of the vibratory scale. And uh, enlightenment is at the very top and love is somewhere in between, but it's towards the top right? So if you're vibrating at the level of shame, it's almost impossible to get up to, 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 to receive love, right? So Mm. this is one of the things that happens is we become so ashamed, uh, for whatever reason. So if you're bullied, the shame comes from those messages that there's something wrong with you. We don't like you. You don't belong here. And that, feeling of not belonging. And um, it is, is something that plagues uh, us. I think it is also contributed to by the fact that we live in a male dominant society. Um, we're, we're taught to be ashamed of our bodies, you know, sexuality, we're over-sexualized. Um, we, I've talked to how many businesswomen or women in general, do you know that feel like they have to have their all their ducks in a row, because, before they come out with anything, you know, you have to have yes, your makeup on yes, yes. your hair done, you have to have a, you know, all these crazy things. You have to go out here, you have to look good, you have to be better than everybody, you have to, you know, have everything going on. And that keeps us from being authentic, right? It keeps us from being authentic. It, it, it is armor. It's basically armor. <laughs> and and so when you that that whole forgiveness thing is critical, because you've got to just forgive yourself for whatever it is you've been holding on to it doesn't matter most of the things that women um, judge ourselves for are not our fault anyway that's it, right you know we just judge ourselves much more harshly than we judge anybody else you know I talk to in workshops I talk to women about this all the time and you know people oh my goodness their heads start nodding absolutely absolutely mm. you're right and it is a it is a it is a learning process it is a learning process to forgive yourself and it, and it's an ongoing process again self awareness are you judging yourself and what are you judging yourself for and can you forgive yourself for that and it's not even can it's are you willing are you willing to forgive yourself for that and let go of that baggage and when you're willing then you can. Yes. You know, it yes. really has to do with the willingness. Are you willing to live a free life, a life free of this baggage?
1: Well, a lot of a lot of times, it's because it's where you're comfortable. It's where you want to stay.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: It was interesting what you said about shame and guilt, and I'm going to put a little plug in here for uh, Lois Hollis. I interviewed her last week and just uh, completed. Um, her interview the other day it's up on the website but the interesting part is she is a guilt and shame expert Mm -hmm. she has um, uh, does counseling as well uh, therapy and she uh, has written a book about it and the interesting thing that I know you know is that I was sitting between the two of you (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at that uh, gala fair that we went to and I just to hear you talk about shame and guilt I thought what are the chances of that happening both of these women have this incredible message that is overlapping really and here they actually have met so that's really very cool
2: (laughs) you know yeah Lois was one of the first people who I actually had a conversation with at that event because I went to that event alone. I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lois was one of the first people who sat down and we started having a conversation and we talked about publishing. We talked about our books. We talked about, you know, the message of our books. And she's very passionate, you know, very passionate about that message. And it, you know, but it's an important thing. It's important for people to understand because women don't know, we don't know. You know that these that that these thoughts and these feelings are holding us down. We can't pinpoint. Most of us can't pinpoint what the problem is. You know why do our relationships um, why aren't they joyful? Do you know why yes. are aren't we pursuing you know the things that are important to us? And. Um, um, and I was going to say something else, but it's not important because it went away. But I, I was a joy. <laughs> it was a joy to talk to Lois. It, it's just wonderful. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed speaking with her. And I'm going to go back and listen to that interview
1: now. <laughs> Excellent. Now, you chose to take those negative experiences in your life, which a lot of people do, and you chose to turn them into something positive, which a lot of people do, and a lot of people don't. So there had to be a pivotal point in your life where you de- had determined to do that, you know, to turn those negatives into a positive, where did that determination come from? And um, maybe expound a little bit on, um, you know, what, what was going on in your life? What happened to change that?
2: Interestingly enough, um, I guess I've been doing that for many, I was doing that for many years before I actually started thinking about it. Um, and I would say again, that when I turned 50, uh, it was, what happened to me was what happens to many, many women when they get into their late forties and early fifties you start hearing the voice of God, ask you what you're going to do next. And, um, I always say to my clients that whatever it is that you don't resolve in your teens and twenties will come back and sit on your lap in your fifties mm. in your forties and fifties. You know, it'll just sit on your lap and look at you and go, hey, okay, well, you've been been putting us on the back burner for all these years. Now what are you going to do? And I always wanted to write a book and I always kind of, you know, told myself these untruths like, oh, what are you going to write about? Oh, you know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You don't have that much to say. You know, how how many women do you know that have books in them and they say they want to write a book? But, (laughs) oh, I don't know how to do it. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you. For me, um, writing this, these books, that was when I just said, I've got to resolve these issues. I'm tired of holding on to this ridiculous baggage, this ridiculous story. Um, And I know that I'm going to make a difference for people when they read my story, they're going to get into contact with their story. And that's what's going to allow them to begin this journey towards emotional freedom. So that's really what, what happened. You know, I, I really, I got into menopause and I started to just look and, and look at my life and say, okay, well, what are you going to do with all this? You know, I've got all this experience. And this has been my experience. Women say exactly what I said. You know, I, I um, had the wonderful opportunity to lead um, a course uh, called Write for Power. And where I had 25 women uh, actually writing their story, I invited them to do what I did, I invited them to come to begin the process of telling their story. And whether it was in a journal form or a blog, or, you know, whether they really wanted to write a transformational book, uh, what happened was these women discovered the value in their story. They discovered they learned how to have compassion for themselves, to forgive themselves and the others in for whatever it was that they felt, you know, wherever they felt they were wronged mistakes, quote unquote, that they had made. Um, and so in doing that, it was another I, I see that that is another way that I used my um, my journey to make a difference for other people is helping them after I decide, after I realized the cathartic experience of actually writing my own transformational books to share it with other women and invite other women in. And as you know, there are a lot of wonderful writing coaches, um, with wonderful writing programs. Um, and I just, am so glad that I actually did that because it was, uh, that was actually life affirming for me. Um, you know, really, um, the the way I was doing that before that point was I had been working with women coaching women on their well-being for for a good long time and um, as a personal trainer and a wellness coach and what I noticed in my work with women and I think I, and I was in my 30s at the time was that we all have a similar um story if you will this the details yes, of the story yes. may not be the same but the feelings the emotions are all there and um what i realized as well was that although women were coming to me for you know to lose weight or to you know heal from an injury or you know whatever it was they were coming to me for the, I needed to work with them on the underlying uh, stuff, you know, their emotional yes, stuff. Yes. The, you know, the emotions drive everything. Your emotions will drive your physical well-being, and so I began to do that kind of work with with them. And I realized that had I not lived through what I lived through, had I, if I was a different person, I would not have that type of intuition. I would not have that passion to help people be well. I would not have the passion about helping people to live lives that are um, self-expressed and that people be, be treated with just, with justice, you know, that kind of thing, you know, so that's how I was using it before I wrote the books. I was using my journey to help women because I felt that I had a little bit more insight. You know, one of the things I tell people is, you can help anybody. You just have to be a little bit further down the road than they are. That's all.
1: That's <laughs> a good point. Interesting what you said. And I totally agree as far as our journeys are, can help us help others. And very often I am asked, how did you get through your life? with everything that you personally had gone through. It gives us the strength to get through the next day in whatever is is lying in our future and to draw from those negatives and turn it into something positive to help somebody else. And it's amazing how many women, and I'm sure you've experienced this numerous times, how many women have come to you and said, you know, how much they appreciate what you have been able to help them with. But it's because you can empathize, because you have been there. And you know what it is to have to forgive yourself. You know what it is to have to learn to love yourself because you've been on that road. You're not just speaking words, but you're speaking experiences. And so I appreciate that. Tell us about your books one by one. Tell us the, you know about your books. What I know you mentioned them briefly, but uh, expound on that a little bit.
2: Um, well, Be Your Biggest Champion, A Self-Esteem Guide for Teen Girls was the first book that I wrote and this is to help obviously teen girls develop self-esteem and in this book I talk about a lot of the issues that teens are going through and that we all uh, have to deal with on some level Um, and it's uh, really I tell the truth you know I share my story I'm I'm one of these no-nonsense people I, I and I think it's important I think it's important for our for us to tell the truth about our lives, because that's how you're going to grow from the experiences. If you, if you pretend that something did not happen, that piece of baggage will remain stuck in your energy field until you, Mm -hmm. um, until you, uh, I can't think of the word, but until you deal with it, you know, until you acknowledge that's the word until you acknowledge this is what happened this is where what it me, meant to me in my life um and not necessarily to hang out there but to look at it and say wow look at that okay and then to say now what did i learn from that yes and how can i use that yes so um in this book i talk about uh teen pregnancy teen motherhood i talk about um bullying i have a um i talk to uh, i talk about what it means to be your biggest champion Uh, I help teen girls to understand that about their mindsets, their thought patterns, um, about how to live for the future. So I have a whole um, chapter in here about envisioning the future and living their dreams. And I have a chapter about parents, how to get along with your parents. So Mm. a lot of these things, I talk about drugs and alcohol um promiscuity I also talk about taking care of your body so how to eat and how to you know honor your body honor yourself um and how to seek out positive relationships um I have a um, a chapter in here as well and this book is actually a workbook so at the end of every chapter there are exercises for girls to do because you know you can read something but it doesn't sink in until you actually manipulate the information that's good Um, yes yeah so I'm very proud of this book and I'm also proud to say that I've had just in the last um, month actually two organizations who have empowerment uh, groups for girls uh, purchased my book and they're using it now for their program. And I am so thrilled oh, no about kidding. that. That's what, yeah, that's what I've wanted for this book for a long time. And that really is a goal because you know, you can write everything you write, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything if nobody's, you know, using it. And I'm, I, I, I do speak and do workshops, but I don't have a passion for running a program. So, um, you know, for me, uh, reaching women or organizations who do have programs and talking to them about possibly using my book, uh, that is um, a goal of mine. So I'm very proud and pleased about that. And you should be,
1: absolutely. Now, you mentioned uh, doing some workshops. Do you do workshops both for women and for teens? And are they separate or together?
2: Yes, I do uh, workshops for women and teens. Um, uh, One of my goals and something that I really need to put more energy into, uh, if if I can say so, if I can judge myself there for a minute, is our mother-daughter workshops. Because I did not have a good relationship with my mother at all when I was growing up. My mother, my experience of my mother was that she was emotionally unavailable and she had lots of her own baggage. Mm. So I, you know, and I've since talked to my mother about this, you know, we have a wonderful relationship now. It's, it's not a problem, but you know, when you're, when I was a kid, I really, I didn't get it. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was another thing. It was just like the bullying, you know, it's like, what's going on. My mother's Mm. not here for me, you know, how, you know, all this stuff. Um, and so mother daughter communication Is so 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 important, and I talk about this in Heal Your Power, Heal Your Life, which is a a book for women. It's called It's uh, Essential Healing Practices for Women on the Rise is the subtitle. Um, I talk about um, how we relate to our daughters. You know, as women, uh, I it is not uncommon for us to hide things, right? So I get I when I speak in front of women. Um, and this goes back to what I was saying about being willing to tell the truth. Um, I asked them, I said, well, who, you know, who has a story, you know, who, and of course everybody's hand goes up. Right. And if their hand doesn't go up, I tell them, put your hand up because you have a story, (laughs) you know, and your story has value. But then the next question is who's willing to share their story. Mm. Right. Who's willing to share? And it's kind of like, no, because the part, you know, I'm not proud. I've made some mistakes. The part of my story, I don't want anybody to know stuff. And, you know, we we don't want people to know that we are, quote unquote, damaged or that we were, didn't make, you know, not smart. And what happens is these things that we withhold about ourselves, our daughters feel that they feel that because they're connected with us on a level that goes beyond verbal. It's an emotional level. And they want that. They, they need us to embrace them unconditionally. Like everything that they do needs to be with us in some way met with unconditional love and acceptance. It doesn't mean we should let them run amok. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is to, to create with them, a relationship where they know that you are available, that you love them regardless. And what needs to happen is in order for us to do that, we need to love ourselves regardless because whatever it is we don't love it ourselves, we're not going to love it in them. And this is a, a mistake, a mistake. And this is one of the reasons why I need to, and now I'm talking about this. Like, yeah, I really do need <laughs> to, I really do need to lead these mother daughter workshops. <laughs> it's so important. It's so important. You know, we're not, our daughters we are the first line of defense. Our daughters learn what it means to be a woman from us. And, and, and they learn about their bodies. They learn about men. They learn how to, how to think about themselves. They learn how to talk to themselves. And they learn that from us.
1: Now, do you do any of this coaching on your website? Or is this strictly one-on-one or in groups? Um, what, what are your availabilities?
2: Um, I do most of my coaching one-on-one. I do have, um, some package information on my website, but I encourage anyone who thinks they might be interested in coaching to just contact me and have a consultation regardless. So, because a lot of people don't, they don't know, you know, they might look at a package and go, that sounds good, but I don't know which package is good for me. Um, you know, I have uh, ninety-day packages. I have one hundred and twenty-day packages. So, depending on what somebody wants to work on, I, I have a thirty-day package. So it's, okay. Tell
1: it's, us about the package. Explain yeah, that a little bit.
2: Yeah, oh, very good. Thank you. So, coaching really is a, a relationship, and you know this, Carol. It, it, you know, it is a relationship um, that it, it's that I am holding the space for my clients' unlimited success right? So that relationship, it means that I'm holding sacred everything that my client says is important to them. So if they say they want juicy relationships, that's sacred to me. They say they want a career that reflects who they are in the world, that's sacred to me. Mm-hmm. They want to heal from you know past trauma, <laughs> that's sacred to me. And we, we walk together along the path to healing and enlightenment. So that takes the shape of Um, phone conversations. Mm -hmm. I do most of my coaching on the telephone so that people don't have to worry about coming to an office or anything. And, um, that takes the shape of uh, unlimited text and email support. You can text me and email me. My clients have access to me between sessions because if they're working on something and they want some support, I'm, I'm there to good, support them. Good, good. Um, uh, you know, I don't want anybody to have to wait to the next session. And we, ha- and we make goals. Like the first thing we do is we really sit down and we have an hour and a half conversation about to, to get clear so they can get clear about what they want, what stops you, what do you want? And, you know, what do you want in life and what do you want out of this coaching and who do you want me to be in your life? Right. How do you want me to listen? To you You want me to listen to you as your biggest champion? You got it. You want me to listen to you <laughs> as the, the CEO of your own company? You got it. You want, you know, you listen to you as the president of the United States or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. important to you. Right. It, 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 it It's a wonderful. I can't tell you that how privileged I am to do what I do. Um, I am.
1: Your passion comes through loud and clear. Um,
2: Yeah. And I I am actually just, uh, I post uh, articles on my website. uh, So I do a a weekly blog. uh, You know, I post it on LinkedIn as well. I call it Transformational Tuesdays. So that I post on a a subject that is um, to bring women uh, forward. So uh, especially... Uh, heart-based entrepreneurs, especially you know, so many of us in our second when we're re- uh, inventing ourselves, we start our own businesses. You know, women-owned businesses are like the fast and growing niche, the fastest growing niche in America and the world, probably at this point. Um, and so many of us uh, doubt our. Um, ability to, to make an impact. So for me, many of my clients are women who really want to make an impact. And they notice that what's stopping them is, you know, their relationship to themselves and the way they relate in the workplace. Um, And uh, so that is a, a, a specialty of mine, you know, like how do you relate to yourself? How do we shift that? How do we make you so aware of your emotions that you're able to use your emotions as strengths instead of feeling like you have to hide your emotions. You know, we spend so much energy trying to not be emotional. And it's ridiculous because that's where your power is. Your power is in your emotions. Um, and I'm I, I'm currently doing a call on, um, on Tuesdays at 12 noon um, Eastern time just for a half an hour. It's 30 minutes of power, uh, healing and growth um, call. And so I invite people to go onto my Facebook page. You can find that, um, at, uh, straight talk empowerment for women. I hate to say that that is the name of my Facebook page because it is so long, but, (laughs) but that's what it is. A straight talk empowerment for women, um, and find details about that call. And absolutely. I invite, you to come on that call and it will be posted actually recording will be also posted on my pages so um,
1: and we'll have links to that as well so
2: oh absolutely that's yes, right yes
1: yes definitely so it'll be easy to find so in summary, is there anything that you now? you are motivated, obviously, and I think that come is coming through loud and clear and you are motivating our listeners just as you're motivating myself. And the wheels are spinning per se, because you think of people that, you know, would be that this would help and how it could even help us you know as individuals so and other women and teens it's excellent that you are really catering to teenage girls it's a voice that um needs to be heard and you're there to listen so i applaud you oh now, thank you is there anything that you want to say in summary and um any call to action that you might have other than what you've already shared
2: Absolutely. Um, I can be reached uh, on my website. There is a contact page there, lanecobb.com. And um, I also invite people to sign up for my newsletter. I have a free download, uh, The Seven Secret Strategies for Creating Health, Wealth, Prosperity, and Peace of Mind. I love it. It is a very easy read. It, there are it's it's also there are exercises there to help women uh, increase their awareness, mm. increase their willingness to step forward, to, to get clear about your purpose and what stops you. It's really a, a wonderful little tool. So I invite people to please go and get that, and you can actually uh, get that at. Um, bit.ly. It's a bit.ly link Mm -hmm, and it's enlightened, empowered living, enlightened, empowered living, or you can just go on my website. It's right there. Okay. Okay. Um, and there's a, there's a free thing that you absolutely don't even have to sign up for that. I'd love to give you. And it is the top 10 keys to empowering yourself and others. And that also includes 10 powerful affirmations for you to use. Um, So that is absolutely free. And it's, again, it's a bitly link. It's top 10 keys, T-O-P, the numeral 10 keys, K-E-Y-S. And um, if anybody is interested, I I just have to say, um, I'm very proud of these books. I know that if you're listening to this program, whoever you are, you have a story. You have a story to Mm -hmm. tell. And that whoever it is that is going to be the lucky person with whom you share your story is going to receive healing. There That's is right. healing. There is healing power in your story, and it heals you to tell it, and it heals others to hear it. And so I encourage you to do that. Um, uh, I uh, I'm just thrilled to have been. Um, on this program with you Carol. Thank you. I want to say what a pleasure it is to be able to help women get clear about their purpose and to um step into it with strength, right? With conviction, yes, yes. right? And but what I want to say is if you're if you're listening to this and you have a conversation with what I just said like, "Oh, but I'm not ready." "Oh, I don't have strength and conviction." Don't worry about it you know, it, it is there. Perhaps you're not in touch with it yet, but it is there. And perhaps what you need to do is just have a conversation with someone like myself or another coach who is trained to help you discover your gifts and talents and to discover that inner, uh, that inner you that is just there waiting to be called on. It takes a village and it takes sometimes a partner who can listen you as your biggest champion. That's all it takes. I can't tell you how many people let me know that even in one conversation they've, you know, gotten tools that yes. they need to change their lives. And That's so excellent. If, yeah, so if you're someone who's interested in having one of those, send me an email, please. Let me know that you would like a consultation and we will get you started. I promise you will not be sorry. You will leave with a different outlook and you will have the beginnings of a plan to move your life forward and that's a promise for me that's a promise
1: that's i just really really appreciate that and i'm sure the listeners appreciate that that is that is an incredible offer and i know that you have triggered like i mentioned many things in women's minds as they are listening one thing that you said in your summary that really i appreciated and that is that there is healing in sharing your story and this is what actually this show is about you know you just hit the nail on the head because as people share their stories from all over the world from all different walks of life from all different types of of issues that they have overcome healing comes from listening from sharing and relating i mean it's thank you <laughs> you did <Yeah>. it <laughs> you're welcome you know yeah. that that is really appreciated and when people, as you said, say that they don't have a story, everybody has a story, everybody has something that they can help someone else with that they may have gone through or may be concerned about. So yeah,
2: and you know, God sends you to the people who you're supposed to help. Everyone has a message. You know, we each have messages for each other. And how do you know that that person You know, whoever that is is not the person that you have a message for, and that person has a message for you. You know, one of the best things I do, I said I help women tell their stories, I help women get that transformational transformational novel written. So I you know, that's another thing that I want people to know. If you're not sure what your story is, we can I can help you. You know, I have a program for that. So yeah, absolutely. And like you said, don't 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 give up, right? Don't give up. Just well, your call it. to
1: action today is don't hesitate. Right. <laughs> Just yep. do it. Just do it. Thank you so much, Lane. I appreciate it. And I know that we will be getting lots of comments and uh, questions and connections as a result of this. So thank you for your uh, excitement, <laughs> your well, passion. thank you, Carol. Your passion I can't is tell great.
2: I, I can't tell you. I'm thrilled that that we met. And thank you so much for inviting me on to, you know, on this show. Uh, and the work that you do is sorely needed and it's so valuable. And I feel so loved that you included me
1: in, in your journey. So that's, thank you very that's much. That's a very nice thing to say. And on that, we'll close. Goodbye.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Never, Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one, so please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of 5 stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.